Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason. We return to our study of the Gospel of John, this week with the familiar story of Jesus walking on the water. Now, there are two miracles of Christ walking upon the water. Once already, he's calmed a storm by saying, Peace, be still, over in Mark chapter 4. This week, we watch as Jesus, who has just fed the 5,000, he flees from that crowd because they want to make him king of Israel by force. He also has to force his disciples to leave the crowd because they were probably inclined to do the same thing. And today, we're going to see an example of how sometimes the Lord forces us into uncomfortable situations makes rest impossible, doesn't give us what we desire, all in an attempt to teach us deeper and greater spiritual truth. So let's pick up in John chapter 6, and starting in verse number 16, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when evening was now come, his disciples went down into the sea. He entered into They entered into a ship, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. Verse 19, So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furloughs, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land where they went. Immediately it was at the other side. So Jesus leaves them. He goes away from those who are seeking him. Verse 15, he saw that they would take him by force, make him, by, make him their king. So he got away. He went off into a mountain by himself. You see, men were looking to Jesus for something different than what he was there to do. And we have that today as well. You see, Jesus was there to save souls. He was there to to bring redemption. They wanted redemption, but only from Rome. And the disciples, they wanted to be part of the movement too. Mark chapter 6 says Jesus had to constrain them, force them to walk away and get in the boat. Now listen, sometimes God puts us into difficult situations. Jesus forces the disciples to leave, to get into a boat, knowing full well that there's a storm coming. He puts them in this difficult situation, and God puts us into difficult situations so that we can learn how to call on Him. Because though you may not see Him, though you may not feel Him, though you may not see Him doing anything in your life right now, you have to remember that He has always and will always love you. He came to seek you. 
Jesus came to seek you. He wants to save you. Luke 19.1, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. John 3.17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Though night is here, and He seems far away, you are on His mind. I know you're going through hard times in your life right now, but you're still on Jesus' mind. It's 9 o'clock in the evening in our story. It's dark. Let me ask you a question. Where is Jesus when your life gets dark? I can tell you where he is. He's right there. But where do you think he is? Do you think he's forsaken you? Do you think he's forgotten you when things get dark? Are you under that false impression that just because you're a child of God, no bad thing should ever happen to you? That is a lie from hell, folks. That, 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 that Americanism that we have in us, that, that belief that we have that if we come to Jesus, our life is going to be perfect afterwards. That we're never going to have problems or pain. We're never going to have heartaches or sorrow. And I blame a lot of this on a lot of the hymns that we sing in the church. We have those hymns that seem to indicate that, oh, now everything's just hunky-dory. Everything's peaches and roses. Everything's perfect now. Well, no. We still live in a sin-soaked world. And things happen. And sometimes, and I think a lot of Christians have a hard time grasping hold of this, sometimes the hard times that come in our lives are brought to us by the Lord. Sometimes Jesus forces us into a hard situation, into a dark period, where we have to learn to lean on Him. You need to remember that Jesus knew the storm was coming. He knew this storm was coming. As a matter of fact, I have a sneaking suspicion. He sent the storm. And he made the disciples get in that boat. Listen, folks, we need to learn to recognize that. We need to learn to recognize when God is putting us through a tough situation. And then try to learn why. Sometimes the tough situation you're in is your fault. A lot of times it's your fault, right? You make bad decisions. You make Bad, bad, bad decisions. And, and, you know, bad decisions is just a, a modern way of saying sin. Correct? <laughs> we say, well, I made a bad decision. No, you sinned. Let's just say it, say it for what it is. You decided to sin. It's not a bad decision. It's a, it's a sin. And you get yourself into hard situations because of sin. But there are times in our Christian life when God wants a deeper relationship with us, and we're just coasting along like the church at Laodicea, all happy and, and, and lukewarm and thinking that everything's fine. And Jesus said, I wish you were just cold or hot. If you were cold, I could heat you up. If you were hot, I'd have you. But you're lukewarm. I'll spit you out of my mouth because I'm tired of it. And sometimes God sends us into these hard situations so that he can get a hold of our attention. Verse 18, And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furloughs, they see Jesus walking on the sea. They're out in the middle. They're rowing hard. And they see Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near the ship. And at the end of verse 19 says, And they were afraid. And they were afraid. You know, Jesus sees you when trouble envelops you. He knew that storm was coming. He knows how desperate the situation is. He knows the storm that you're in in your life right now. He knows the desperate situation you're in right now. Don't ever feel like the Lord doesn't know or care. He put them in this situation, and then what does he do? He comes walking on the water. Why did he come walking on the water? To save them. 
and to save them in a mighty way and to save them in a way that shows them who he really is so that they will see and be afraid because you should be afraid. Yes, Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, but you need to be afraid, folks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a mighty God. You, you, you need a little bit of fear in your life. You need to have some reverent fear of the Lord. Because when God comes on the scene and does something, it's scary. It's exciting, but it's scary. And so Jesus comes walking in the water, and they're afraid. But he comes walking in the water to save them. Why does he need to save them? They're in the middle of the Sea of Galilee during a storm. Their ship is about to be tossed over. They're rowing like crazy, and they're not getting anywhere. When you get in the middle of something difficult, know this. If you will look up, if you will open your eyes, if you look over the bow of the ship, Jesus will be walking by to help. According to Mark's rendition of this story, the disciples were tossed in the storm for over six hours. So here we have men who are desperate. They're thinking no one can save them. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar in your life? You ever been in that position where it just felt like nothing is going right and there's no way I'm getting out of this and no one can save me? But when it seemed too late for the disciples, here comes Jesus. We sing in our churches, when darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. When it seems too late, lift up your eye, weary sinner. Look over the bow of the ship, because here comes Jesus. He said, he said Hebrews 13.5, Paul writes, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Jesus said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. They saw Jesus. He wasn't leaving them. He wasn't forsaking them. But they were afraid. They were afraid. In Luke chapter 8, it says that Jesus was with the disciples once before when a storm like this hit. And after he calmed the storm, this is the time he's asleep in the boat, and they wake him up. We're going we're gonna to die if you don't wake up, Jesus. He gets up and rubs the sleep out of his eyes and looks over the bow of the ship and goes, Peace be still. And the winds quit and the waves calm, and everybody looks at him and goes, What manner of man is this? That even the sea and the waves obey him. And Jesus says, Boys, Where's your faith? Where's your faith? I mean, Jesus is in the boat with you, and you really think you're going to capsize? You just watched Jesus feed 5,000, and he told you to get across the, 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 the Sea of the Galilee. He'll meet you on the other side. and You really think you're going you're gonna to drown in this sea? You've been with Jesus. You've been with the man who just fed thousands of people with a couple loaves of bread and a few fish. Just like us delivered time and time again by the Lord, yet still doubting that he can do it again. But the beautiful thing is, though they doubted, though we doubt, though we forget the blessings that God has sent our way, though we forget that if he can do it then, he can do it now, though we forget that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he is the Lord and he changes not. 
though they doubted, though we doubted, he still cares. And he cared for the disciples. And his concern overcame their lack of faith. 1 Peter 5, 7. Peter, I think, remembering this time, he writes, Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 19. They rode. They see Jesus walking on the sea. Drawing near the ship, they were afraid. Verse 20. But he said unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, Jesus is waiting for you to look over the side and see him standing on top of your problem. He wants to tell you, it is I. Be not afraid. The old hymn says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. If we would just pray, believing. Jesus says, if you pray believing, there's there's nothing impossible for you. There's no situation that I won't deliver you from. There's nothing that I won't do for you. If you'll just pray believing, if it's in my will, I'll do it. We We forfeit so much peace. We bear so much needless pain. Because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. We don't believe Him. So Jesus is walking to the ship. He still, He still hasn't, He hasn't finished all of this. He hasn't gotten into the ship. We're still in verse 20. It's I, be not afraid. He doesn't get into the ship until verse 21. Verse 21 says, He got into the ship, they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was on the other side of the shore. Jesus says, while he's outside the ship, it's me. Don't be afraid. Here's a picture of Christ for all of mankind. For the sinner sinking in the depths of their sins, though Jesus stands just outside your boat, and he stands there and he says, I'm here. That's not enough, folks. Though he says, it's, it, don't be afraid, that's still not enough. See, a lot of people think, well, Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, so then I'm good, I don't have to do anything, I'm good. The problem is, is that a gift is no good unless it's received. You have to receive the gift of God. You have to receive it, or else it's no good. If I buy you a gift and... You look at the package and go, oh, that's wonderful. And you you set it aside and you never open the package. Well, my gift did you no good. You see, Jesus is is offering you a gift. And all he's asking you to do is open the package. He's asking you to let him into the ship. He's asking you to to reach out. You got to receive him to gain salvation. Salvation is not automatic. It doesn't come through our baptism. It doesn't come through uh, certain prayers that we say all the time. It doesn't come through giving to the church. It doesn't come through anything except receiving him in faith. So Christ is standing outside the, 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 the boat of the world and saying, world, let me in. Bring me on the boat. I'll take you to the other side. I'll cross over that old chilly Jordan, as they used to say in the old days, and I'll take you to heaven. But for the saint struggling with life's storms, those of you who know Christ the Savior, 
Jesus is still standing outside the boat. Because we don't always have fellowship with him. When our storms come up, when problems arise, when depression hits, when the bank account's bad, and when the relationship's sour, and when life is just hard, know this. That Jesus is standing right there, walking right past you, and all you have to do is call out, Lord, and he'll come and get in the boat. And if if we'll call out to him, we can gain the grace we need for times of uncertainty and pain. When you call on him, there is immediate relief to the soul. The problem might not go away immediately, but the soul is satisfied. And the problem, the thing is, some of us, we need that, we need that immediate healing. Some of us, we need to be brought through a long period of time so that we can learn more. When you read the, 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 the descriptions of this miracle in the Gospels, you notice that John doesn't say that the wind ceased. John just says immediately they were on the other side. Jesus got in the boat and immediately they're on the other side. John, talk, John doesn't talk anything about the wind stopping. He doesn't talk about the fact that Peter walked on water. But Mark and Matthew talk about these things. You see, when you put the three accounts together, you get a beautiful example of how God's grace works. Some people are allowed to walk above their problems for a while, just like Peter. But doubt leads to sinking. Remember, Peter says, Lord, if it's you, call me and I'll, I'll come to you. And the Lord says, come on. He, Peter gets out of the boat and he starts walking on the water. My goodness, he's walking on the water. But he looks down and he starts to get scared and he starts sinking. The Lord has to come over, grab his hand, pull him up, take him into the boat. People give Peter a hard time about that. They say, my goodness, the the failed faith of Peter. (laughs) The failed faith of Peter. Let me tell you something. The old boy walked on water, folks. He walked on water. Next time you think that your faith is greater than Peter's, do me a favor. Go into your bathroom. Put about two inches of water in your tub. Put about six, seven inches. Fill the thing all the way up to the top and step in. See if you stay on top of that water. Peter walked on water. We all have doubts. We all have problems like that. So God allows some of us to walk above our problems for a while. Doubt, though, will sink us if we let it. Some of us, we see the winds die down immediately. And we know God is in control. Others still, like John, see God take them away from the problem while the storm is still raging. It's not a one-size-fits-all when God answers our prayers. He works according to what we need. However God chooses to deliver you, however he chooses to deliver you, though, faith must be exercised or else deliverance can't come. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. James 1.6 says, Let a man ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so, Jesus is walking by. He wants you to call out to him, but you got to have faith. you got to exercise faith you got to believe that he can and will deliver you from the situation you're in sometimes god deliberately puts us into a hard situation he does it to try our faith our endurance he wants to see 
what we're made of. He does it to force us to rely on Him only. And He does it to move us to the next shore. So my question for you today, as we end this week's time in the Bible, is this. How is God using your hard times? Are you letting Him use them? Or are you rebelling against His will for you to grow? Thanks for listening this week. We really do appreciate every every single one of you. We've gotten uh, several five-star reviews on iTunes. So thankful for that. If you haven't yet went to iTunes and left a comment, left a review, hit the stars, whatever, please do that. That just helps to move us up further and further so that we can uh, be heard by even more people. Pray for us here down in Jacksonville as we continue to reach our troops with the gospel. God is doing some amazing things at the Military Fellowship Center. We are seeing some exponential growth. We are so grateful for all of your support, all of your prayers, your financial contributions, everything you do to help us to reach our Marines for Christ. Until next week, I'm Dave Mason. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the Donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. Join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.